Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Good morning, guys and gals. Welcome to another episode of Road FS Detail Memoirs, where we meet some of the greatest detailers and vendors and suppliers in the industry, all with the goal of helping everybody elevate their game. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And every week, this show is sponsored by Road FS. So please go out and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can continue to see videos like this and help us promote detailers and suppliers throughout the world. So yes, and we are super excited because we actually have a guest that Rod and I met down in Florida at one of the one day extreme training events that was hosted by Rennie Doyle and Justin Lobato. So we would like to introduce Mr. Rick Kolb of spot free detail out of somewhere in South Carolina. When I look at the map, <laughs> you're like somewhere between Spartanburg and Greenville, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're 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 right there in the middle. So what what's it? I mean, you gave us prior to us getting online, you were showing us the beautiful area. So are you pretty remote from everybody else, or we are? You know. We're, we're right off of 85, which is the major interstate that runs through uh, to Greenville and Spartanburg. Um, so we're right off the interstate, but we're kind of tucked back. Um, you really wouldn't know that we are here. Uh, it's, we're, we're a hidden gem. Um, so, yeah, not too far. Sometimes uh, most valuable gems are hidden. You got to dig for them, right? Yeah. Well, the biggest question down there is how close are you to the beach? Uh, we are three, about three, three and a half hours, maybe further, okay. depending on you know, Charleston, Myrtle, where you really want to go. Yep. Myrtle, Myrtle's there where everybody talks about. I've been down there. I've actually driven between Charlotte and Green and Greenville uh, to a, a big hardware supplier down there uh, that, that sells handheld devices and everything. So I, I've been on that road before. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you've actually, I was looking, you know, we, we met there down in Melbourne. I've also done some little um, investigation on you and your company. So you've actually been in detailing for a long time, but it looks like you took the leap of going out on your own in 2017, correct? Yeah, we, ex exactly. Um, I have been uh, a, a car enthusiast, washing cars, cleaning cars, detailing cars, uh, ever since I can remember, um, I think it was, um, you know, my dad took me out when I was young and he, he would say, Hey, go wash the boss man's, you know, van, or let's do this. Let's do that. Let's clean up the shop and so on and so forth. So my first car was a, I believe it was a 1979 Toyota Celica. It was, it was the most amazing car you'd ever seen. It was all primer, like no paint. 
um, glass pack muffler. You could hear this thing coming from a million miles away. And I just love <laughs> to keep it clean. <laughs> I love to keep it clean. Um, so that just kind of led from one thing to another and just cleaning the cars. I, I don't say that, um, you know, it was the, it was the cars that really drove me or it was the cleaning that really drove me or it was the combination of both. But yeah, we, we decided to, um, I started in about in 1996 with a very dear friend of mine and uh, we, we were working for a company that had rental cars. Well, once the rental cars had reached so many miles, they also had a sales lot. The cars would and get detailed and then go to the sales lot. So we had a constant flow of vehicles just, just churning at us all the time. Um, so friendship and business and so on and so forth sometimes, you know, has a, has a crazy way of working things out. Um, and so I'd be, I decided to become an independent contractor and I hooked up with a couple big time dealerships here uh, in the local market. And I started working for those guys as an independent. Um, and then it was like a roller coaster. It was like, man, we're, we're super swamped. We've got tons of work. Uh, it was pretty much me. The, the, the majority of the time I did have a couple helpers here and there. Um, and then I kind of opted to, to get, get out of the business um, and then got into restaurant and hospitality management at that point. So definitely some years of, of uh, detailing and washing some vehicles. So, so tell me that transition of going from detailing to restaurant and now you're back into detailing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, good, good question there. Um, so I've always had the, the passion, the drive. I kept my own, own cars clean. Um, through going into the service industry, I started out as a server. I've been in restaurants pretty much my entire life. So started out in the kitchen, worked my way up through the bar, worked my way up to server and to manager and so on and so forth. So through all of that transition, um, really had an, a, an amazing time to meet a lot of people in the area and had a chance to talk to them about their families and their cars and, and what do they like to do. And I was like, hey, by the way, I, I like to I like to sling wax. I like to wash you know vehicles. Um, you ever thought about getting your car detailed? And so with that being said, I just started to take a lot of friends and a, and a lot of really, really good people um, start detailing their cars. So we started out of the, uh, uh, when I decided to go mobile, we started out of the back of a um, Honda Accord. <laughs> I would fold the seats down, throw my wash buckets in the back, grab my mitts, my shop back, uh, no pressure washer, no buffer. Uh, polisher or any of that, um, you know, an extension cord if you had one and you would use their garden hose. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, they, they were happy. I was happy. They were happy. And so uh, that's kind of where that transition really took place. So um, 2006, go ahead. No, I, I, that was just I, Rod in his me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so 2016, um, I realized that I was having some burnout with the hospitality industry. Um, and I realized that, that some things needed to change. So there, there's where we, we made that jump from uh, restaurant hospitality management to, to detailing cars. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's interesting because um, I can, uh, I can envision kind of the customer service ethic that you have coming from the hospitality industry, just yeah. simply because, you know, uh, that's kind of ingrained into you in that industry of kind of listening to the customer's needs, making sure that you understand expectations and uh, other detailers. I know struggle with that, that have not been in other industries where they had to deal with customers on a day-to-day -day basis and, and deal with um, 
you know, the, the cyclical stuff that you're going to get, this is too hot. This is too cold. I didn't want tomatoes, whatever. Um, sure. and, and that's kind of, um, I think depending on your background, some of those pieces uh, of business become easy or ingrained and other pieces don't. Right. And so that's, that's kind of interesting that you do that. I can, I can kind of imagine how, how good at customer service you are just because of that. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, customer service, um, it's, it's what we do. It's involved in all of our lives to some type of a degree, um, you know, whether it's your own business or, or not, whether it's food and bev or whether it's detailing cars, you know, you have to, you have to listen to the client. You have to understand, like you said, what their expectations are um, and what you can deliver, you know, um, don't, uh, don't deliver what you can't, you know. Yep. Yep. Now, so you guys are actually a husband wife team, right? So you're doing Absolutely. the heavy lifting. Which she <laughs> yeah. all the brain work in the background. Oh, uh, thank God for that. <laughs> How's that working out? Um, you know, she's probably, I don't know if she's watching, but I know that she's going to, she's going to watch this a little bit later. It, it's working out really, really well. She, <laughs> um, she's, she's, the, she's, the, you, you said it right. She is the brain. Um, I do the heavy lifting. She's the brain. Um, I reached out and, and got a lot of these clientele on my own and now she's getting incorporated with them. Um, but I, I, it got to a point after running the mobile division for about a year that I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't wear so many hats. It, it was, became challenging to wear so many hats. Mm -hmm. I would wash slash detail all day long, come home, do family time for, you know, an hour or two dinner time, whatever, clean the kitchen. And then it was, I was right on my phone or my computer, you know, answering emails, returning phone calls, booking appointments checking my van, making sure I had all the equipment for the next day and my supplies, uh, running in and out of the house like a maniac, just trying to make sure that everything was ready. And it just got to a point where it was like, we, we got we to gotta change something. Let's, let's, let's uh, work smarter, not harder. And there's right. where she came in. Yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, it's, it's in this weird last couple of weeks we've had, it's probably not been as tough of a transition for you because you're used to working with your wife all the time every day where there's a lot of people right now that are having a really hard time being in the environment they're in. Um, you know, even our guys are, are software programmers. There's a couple of them that are struggling because they're used to being like we are only in physically they're in proximity. They could turn and ask you, Hey Jody, I need this thing, you know, and, and they can't do that now. You know, it takes them a couple of minutes or a couple of hours to get a response to something and they don't know how to deal with that. Um, so I, I'm imagining that this transition has been a little easier for you. Um, yes and no. <laughs> um, it definitely has because we, we not, we're, we're at a time now where we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and we decided two weeks ago to, to shut our business down. We felt like it was the best thing to do for our community. Uh, we, we believe in our hearts that, you know, it, it was not an easy decision. Um, so now we're bouncing a lot of ideas off of each other. But with that being said, Rod, it was, um, you know, at five, six o'clock in the morning, I'm up getting my shoes on, hitting the road and I'm gone the majority of the day. Okay. We're touching, we're touching base via phone or text or, you know, whatever the case may be, or she's got, you got another client over here. So now it's different. We're, we're both in the house. Um, I will say this now that we are both in the house, I have a, a newfound true respect for all mothers out there who are a stay at home mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole lot of that going on right now. Cause uh, you know, yeah. I, saw, I saw a little meme yesterday and I, and they said, it, it said, uh, it said all of a sudden you realized that it wasn't the teachers that were the problem, you know? <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. I, I, I saw that one too. So that, yeah. was, that was definitely good. But um, yeah, we're, we're collaborating well. It's good. That's good. That's real. So what, you know, what are you strategically doing right now to really work on your business together? Are you doing anything different? Are you doing preparations for when you can reopen? What are you doing? Absolutely. Um, you know, I was kind of stubborn, probably like the, the most of us uh, within our industry uh, for a short period of time. It didn't take long for my wife to convince me to say, hey, look, we, we just need to put a halt on this thing. Um, and so I, I was kind of lost, to be honest with you. I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, man, I, I, I've got a shop here. Um, I've got clients that are still calling me saying, Hey, come, come detail our cars. And we're saying, no, we're, we're, we're going to kind of sit back right now. Right. So, so to answer your question, I, I came through my shop, um, rearranged some things and cleaned up, did an inventory sheet. Uh, a lot of the things that I couldn't get done because I was so busy detailing cars and, and, and running the streets, you know, you have, uh, an hour downtime, but you're driving from client to client or, or whatever the case may be. And you have all these, all these things that are churning in your mind that you need to do when you get home. Sometimes you just don't get to them. You, you're, you're tired. Um, you know, so I've really taken advantage of working on, um, inventory lists, inventory sheets, um, deciding different product line that I may and may not carry, mm. um, re- reaching out to my vendors and saying, Hey, you know, obviously we're not, I'm not buying anything right now. So things are kind of a little bit slower. So, um, uh, MSDS is a big one. Um, I've taken a lot of time here, um, that I probably wouldn't have taken before to join Rennie Doyle's and podcasts and, and as well as the Zenware podcasts. Um, Joel from IGL, I've been, I've been joining in with those. Um, I, I've really taken a lot of time to, um, get involved with the IDA as well. Um, and, and what an amazing foundation and, and, um, you know, so just, just really kind of fine tuning the business. Um, right. W- with that being said, and I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but, uh, mm-hmm. I heard, I heard Rennie mention it and I, I'm not even yeah. sure if it was Rennie, but somebody recently, um, you know, you could be a really good detailer, a really great detailer, but not so good at business. And I've kind of figured out where I'm at, where, where that line is. And so now I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to really dive into the actual business aspect of yeah. this. And, that, and that's really good. I mean, I think anytime you have adversity you have to deal with, um, you've got to figure out how and what you're going to do. Otherwise, you go stir crazy. I mean, um, I'm a pace the floor guy. So, you know, my wife's like, dude, we can't afford to replace the carpet. You're going to have to find something to do. <laughs> so, go out to the shop. <clears throat> that's right. Go out to the shop. Working on the business is the, is the really the right thing to do right now for a lot of people. Not, not just because you need to work on the business, but because you need to keep yourself and your mind busy and it's somewhere you can improve. I mean, uh, you know, looking at like you're doing, looking at all the podcasts and, and watching and listening to what other people are doing and preparing for what's going to happen after. And I, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on where you think the industry is going to go. Um, we've listened to a lot of people. We've been, like you said, involved in some of those podcasts. We were on one with Rennie, uh, talked to Joel, um, you know, been with different, I talk to different vendors and different partners every day. And so uh, interested to see where do you think the industry is going to go after this, this issue and we're back to work? Uh, that's, that's a good question. You know, um, I, we, we, we decided on a shop space. Um, we decided on a shop space for a couple things. Um, 
for one, I, I wouldn't have to be as mobile all of the time, but we still wanted to offer that service. We wanted to reach out to hiring clientele. Our, our gear focus at that time was, is coatings, was coatings. I mean, that's kind of where a lot of people's are. It's where some of the money is. Um, so with that being said, I've loved interiors. I've always, always have. Um, there's where I think our industry is going. I think coatings right now is going to take a little bit of a backseat. I think that people are going to be a little bit hesitant and spending some of that money just on the exterior of their vehicle. I think they're really going to dump money into the interiors of their vehicle. They're going to want to know coming out of this pandemic that my, my ride's clean. I'm safe. I, I feel more comfortable getting into my car. Um, so with that being said, that, that's where I think it's going. I think interiors along with exteriors um, are, they're, they're going to find their place and interiors is where it's at. Yep. And I, and I think that's really consistent with everything we're hearing. I mean, um, we're seeing a real upturn in our end um, for companies that are doing sanitization and just cleaning is the thing. It's not about polishing. It's not about paint correction. Not that that's going to yeah. go away. Um, <clears throat> and, and not that, that that's a bad thing necessarily. I mean, Hey, we all feel like Superman when we can take a car that's scratched up and you can hit it with a polisher and it comes out and it looks like glass. I mean, that, that's a real sense of accomplishment. It's a lot of people get that same sense of accomplishment already from doing an interior, you know, taking a really dirty interior and making it clean and smell good. And just, there's a different feeling about it. I mean, even when I get in my own car and just vacuum out the, you know, I get three daughters and a wife that all have long blonde hair and obviously they get it from me. Um, and when I go in and do an interior on one of my cars, it's just, it's just hair. I'm like, where, where, where does this come from? There's just hair everywhere. So I, I, it's from you, it all, it all, it all out. It came right out. I get, get all that hair out of there and it feels really good. And it's just a different feeling. And so I know that a lot of people are having that right now that, you know, that kind of just that pent up, Oh, I got to get this cleaned up. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely think that's where it's at. One of the things that was going on that we were seeing before this all happened is some of our uh, good friends and, and detailers that we've known throughout the years are doing a lot more things like with leather conditioning. And, um, you know, Jody and I have had an opportunity to go to a couple of trainings about leather care and leather coloring and, and, and revitalization basically. And I, and I agree with you. I think that's where people are going to go into the, the inside of a vehicle and cleaning it out and uh, trying to get into really sanitizing things. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, one thing is, I, I wouldn't say not discouraging, discouraging is not the word, but you can only keep the exterior of a car clean so long, whether it's coated or not. The interior is something different. That's where you spend a lot of your time. That's where you're, you know, you're, you're on your phone, you're, you're doing whatever, you got the kids in there. Um, there's where, to me, you're going you're gonna to see, depending on how you take care of it, the longevity of that detail with inside that vehicle. The exterior is going to get dirty. Once it rains, once you go through a couple mud puddles, forget about it. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I, I know my wife, she can't stand if the interior of her car is messy. I mean, it just, she, she, I mean, she likes the exterior clean, but the interior, if she's feeling all cluttered and claustrophobic, it she just starts, you yeah. can just physically see her going, somebody clean this for me, please, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yeah, we could probably teach that. her how to do that. We could sit down and teach her how to clean that car, and then she wouldn't have to say somebody. She'd be like, just right there. No, now, now I just sent the two girls to do that the other day when it was so beautiful. So, 
Yeah, I think they were enjoying the exterior more because they were able to get into their bikinis and get a tan while they were spraying each other. <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't forget the interior because that's what mom wants most. That's right. Yeah, that's right. yeah absolutely. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I, think, I do think, um, I also think just like the downturn that we saw in uh, 06, 08, that time frame, what we saw is a lot of people that normally would have gotten a new vehicle decided, sure. you know what, I'm going to take care of my old car. I'm just going to keep it for a couple more years. And so you saw a lot of people doing, you know, I want to get the outside detailed. I want to get the inside taken care of. I want to get, you know, there's a crack in the seat. I want to get that fixed. And then I just reconditioning of an old, and I'm not going to say old, old car, but just, you know, a couple years old, that just has normal wear and tear um, headlight restorations and, and things like that, that are just uh, taking care of normal wear and tear, I think is, is where you're going to see a lot in my mind of people coming around and saying, you know, I'm not going to go do something new. I'm going to take care of the old. Sure. Absolutely agree. I think people are going to be a little bit hesitant and getting out and spending some money right now. They want to, they want to safeguard themselves yeah. and their families and, and you can't blame them. Um, so I, I think it's our duty and obligation within the industry to educate our clients and, and, you know, give them the, give them the best value possible, you know, always go above and beyond what, uh, what their clients expectations are. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So, for the up and coming or somebody trying to grow their business, what are one or two key tips that you think are really critical for them to grow their business? To grow their business? Um, you know, when, when I, when I got involved in this um, quick little, quick little story here, uh, I had decided in 2016 that I was, I was kind of done with the, with the hospitality industry. And I distinctly remember washing my wife's car. I think my daughter may have been home sick and they were in the house and, and I was washing her car and, and it was like a lightning bolt went off. And it was like, you know how to detail cars. You are an experienced detailer. Start your own business. Go buy a van, get you some product. Um, you have friends and family and people that you know that you can reach out to and just say, hey, are you interested in having your car detailed? Um, with all of that being said, I would say, a business plan now. And what I mean by a business plan is I don't, I don't think that you really need to go five, 10 years or, or any of that. I think that you really need to start with some of the very basics. What do you need to start the business? Um, do some research there and then really dive into the business. Um, the like business insurance is, is a, is a big mm -hmm. one, making sure you, you mess somebody's car up. You want to make sure that you're covered and the client's covered and that you can fix it. Um, having the proper insurance, having uh, a business license, um, all of the business things that you don't think about when you're thinking about buying wash buckets and buying foam cannons and, and so on and so forth. So right. having a CPA, having somebody that is, that has your back and your best interest involved that you trust <laughs> that, you know, um, we have a great one by the way. So I'm, I'm very blessed and thankful there, but really think through it. Um, it's, it's a blue collar entrepreneurship to think that we can just grab some wash buckets and we can go to work and we can start making all this money and everything's great. But don't, don't forget about uncle Sam, you know, he's <laughs> you got to You got to pay your taxes and pay your dues and, and, and do the right thing as a small business owner. So yep. I, I think all, with all of that in a nutshell. That's awesome. Well, before we wrap up, you want to give us a tour of your shop? Yeah. Let me, let me disconnect here. My, uh, my rig. Oops. And so what we decided to do here, and it's kind of um, 
There you go, a little bit. Uh, what we decided to do here is I've been wanting a shop for we started shopping. I went with the properties. I had real estate agents looking at properties and the numbers just to me didn't make sense. It was like, wow, two, $2,000 in, um, you know, rental, not including power and water and every, all of the others. It just didn't make sense. I happened to go on a, uh, GYP, which is green bullet young professionals, uh, Facebook here in, uh, in our, in our area. And I just posted and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a two or three bay, you know, space. Does anybody have anything available? A gentleman reached, reached out to me and has a uh, RV and boat storage facility. Um, so I, we talked and told him what I wanted, what I was going to do with it and said, I'm going to run my business out of it, so on and so forth. And he was like, great, you can start washing my car. So we were like, perfect. I mean, this, is, this was a no-brainer kind of a decision. He knew about it. I knew about it, uh, what we were doing. And so what we have here is, I'm, I can't, I don't, I don't remember the exact dimensions of it, but you can see it's kind of narrow. Yeah. And kind of long. You could fit a Greyhound bus in here. It's that tall. Um, I can stack probably three cars in here if I want. You can get around the doors. You can open the doors and, and kind of maneuver. It's a little tight in places. Um, but as you can see here, a little bit of a kind of a makeshift desk there with some, some credentials hanging on the wall so you can see them as soon as you come in. Um, on this side, we have a little bit of a wash station. Not sure if I get a good angle on that or not. There we go. A bit of a wash station kind of at the front door as well. And then if you go on down the line, some wash buckets, a little sign that I put out front, a little spot for detail sign that my wife made. She's been doing a lot of vinyl um, nice. decal, decals and stuff for us. Um, so yeah, it's just, that's, that's basically about it. Um, so this allowed us to get in out of the weather, which was awesome. I'll open the doors and make a little bit of noise here. So hold on. And here we are to beautiful South Carolina. Little there van sitting up the front. And there we go. There's the nice. facility. Nice. That's that's awesome. You know, it, it really worked out for what we were wanting to do because the overhead was was low on it. You know, we could, um, I could maximize. Um, I, I needed to add one more detail into the mix or one more coating or one more something uh, to be able to offset the cost of this. So it really, really worked out in our benefit. That's great. So, so how do people right now, obviously you're, you've closed your doors temporarily, but how do people in your neck of the woods, how do they find you? How do they engage with you so that we can get, when you're open, some business going your way? Absolutely. Uh, Facebook, you know, at Spot Free Detail. Um, I believe it's Spot Free Detail SC uh, at Facebook, so South Carolina. Um, same thing with Instagram. Uh, we're, we're currently working on a LinkedIn. That's, that's to be coming out pretty soon. Uh, and then also the uh, website uh, at SpotFreeDetailSC.com. Cool. And then anybody that's watching this video or subscribes to our YouTube channel, you can go watch them and get everybody's name, address, phone number, anything off of there. So, uh, you know, yeah, hopefully when, when this is all done, people can go your way and, and get you guys some business. Absolutely. We look forward to it. Yeah. Well, Rick, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this uh, podcast and uh, broadcast. And I wish you and your wife all the safety and, you know, just trying to keep everybody in a good place until we get through Absolutely. this Corona craziness, you know, it's yeah, like every day yeah. I'm shaking my head wondering when it's going to go, but man, we appreciate uh, you re 
you know, being a part of this. It was Absolutely. See you there in person and uh, just wish you and your family the very best. And we thank you very much. We we're, we're excited to be a part of it. Um, anything that we can do to help anybody that's watching or needs to reach out, you have our Facebook, Instagram, um, all of our contact information. So um, we will be back at it. We're just taking a little pause, but um, there's uh, there's beautiful sunny skies today. So we're going to, we're going to enjoy that. Absolutely. So, well, awesome. thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you same time, same bat channel next week, but just with a new uh, detailer or vendor that Rod and I will discover or bring to light. And awesome. uh, you guys uh, joining us every week right here on Rotafest Detail Memoirs. You guys have a great day. Fantastic. Later. Later.